Hello and welcome to Daily Prayer today for August 21st, 2021. Glad that you are with me today. Let's go ahead and get started. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. The Lord be with you and also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. Gracious God, we give you thanks that through the gift of our baptism, you have embraced us as your own and made us one in Christ's body. By the power of your Holy Spirit, continue to nourish and strengthen us in the ways of faith, hope, and love through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Our readings for today are Psalm 56 and 149, 2 Samuel 23, 1-7, and then 13-17. through Acts 25, 13-27, and Mark 13, 1-13. Listen for God's word to speak to you. Psalm 56. Be gracious to me, O God, for people trample on me. All day long foes oppress me. My enemies trample on me all day long, for many fight against me. O Most High, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God, whose word I praise, in God I trust. I am not afraid. What can flesh do to me? All day long they seek to injure my cause. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They stir up strife, they lurk, they watch my steps. As they hoped to have my life, so repay them for their crime. In wrath, cast down the peoples, O God. You have kept count of my tossings, put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your record? Then my enemies will retreat in the day when I call. This I know, that God is for me. In God, whose word I praise. In the Lord, whose word I praise. In God I trust. I am not afraid. What can a mere mortal do to me? My vows to you I must perform, O God. I will render thank offerings to you, for you have delivered my soul from death and my feet from falling, so that I may walk before God in the light of life. Psalm 149 Praise the Lord! Sing to the Lord a new song, God's praise in the assembly of the faithful. Let Israel be glad in its maker. Let the children of Zion rejoice in their king. Let them praise God's name with dancing, making melody to God with tambourine and lyre. For the Lord takes pleasure in God's people. God adorns the humble with victory. Let the faithful exult in glory. Let them sing for joy on their couches. Let the high praises of God be in their throats, and two-edged swords in their hands, to execute vengeance on the nations, and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with fetters, and their nobles with chains of iron, to execute on them the judgment decreed. This is glory for all God's faithful ones. Praise the Lord. 2 Samuel 23, 1-7, and then 13-17. through Now these are the last words of David, the oracle of David, son of Jesse. 
the oracle of the man whom God exalted, the anointed of the God of Jacob, the favorite of the strong one of Israel. The Spirit of the Lord speaks through me. God's word is upon my tongue. The God of Israel has spoken. The rock of Israel has said to me, One who rules over people justly, ruling in the fear of God, is like the light of morning, like the sun rising on a cloudless morning, gleaming from the rain on the grassy land. Is not my house like this with God? For God has made with me an everlasting covenant, ordered in all things and secure. Will God not cause to prosper all my help and my desire? But the godless are all like thorns that are thrown away, for they cannot be picked up with a hand. To touch them one uses an iron bar or the shaft of a spear, and they are entirely consumed in fire on the spot. Towards the beginning of the harvest, three of the thirty chiefs went down to join David in the cave of Adullam, while the band of Philistines was encamped in the valley of Rephaim. David was then in the stronghold, and the garrison of the Pharisees was there, then at Bethlehem. David said longingly, Oh, that someone would give me water to drink from the well of Bethlehem that is by the gate. Then the three warriors broke through the camp of the Philistines, drew water from the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate, and brought it to David. But he would not drink it. He poured it out to the Lord, for he said, The Lord forbid that I should do this. Can I drink the blood of the men who went at the risk of their lives? Therefore he would not drink it. The three warriors did these things. Acts 25, verses 13 through 27. After several days had passed, King Agrippa and Bernice arrived at Caesarea to welcome Festus. Since they were staying there several days, Festus laid Paul's case before the king, saying, There is a man here who was left in prison by Felix. When I was in Jerusalem, the chief priests and the elders of the Jews informed me about him and asked for a sentence against him. I told them that it was not the custom of the Romans to hand over anyone before the accused had met the accusers face to face and had been given an opportunity to make a defense against the charge. So when they met here, I lost no time, but on the next day took my seat in the tribunal and ordered the man to be brought. When the accusers stood up, they did not charge him with any of the crimes that I was expecting. Instead, they had certain points of disagreement with him about their own religion and about a certain Jesus who had died but whom Paul asserted to be alive. Some, I, since I was at a loss how to investigate these questions, I asked whether he wished to go to Jerusalem to be tried there on these charges. But when Paul had appealed to be kept in custody for the decision of his imperial majesty, I ordered him to be held until I could send him to the emperor. Agrippa said to Festus, I would like to hear the man myself. Tomorrow, he said, you will hear him. So on the next day, Agrippa and Bernice came with a great pomp, and they entered the audience hall with the military tribunes and the prominent men of the city. 
Then Festus gave the order, and Paul was brought in. And Festus said, King Agrippa and all there here present with us, you see this man about whom the whole Jewish community petitioned me, both in Jerusalem and here, shouting that he ought to not to live any longer. But I found that he had done nothing deserving death, and when he appealed to his imperial majesty, I decided to send him. But I have nothing to def- nothing definite to write our sovereign about him. Therefore I have brought him before all of you, and especially before you, King Agrippa, so that after we have examined him, I may have something to write. For it seems to me unreasonable to send a prisoner without indicting, indicating the charges against him. And Mark 13, 1 through 13. As Jesus came out of the temple, one of the disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what large stones and what large buildings? And Jesus asked him, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left here upon another. All will be thrown down. When he was sitting in the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when will this be? And What will be the sign that all these things are about to be accomplished? Then Jesus began to say to them, Beware that no one leads you astray. Many will come in my name and say, I am he, and they will lead many astray. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. This must take place, but the end is still to come. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines, but this is the beginning of the birth pangs. As for yourselves, beware, for they will hand you over to councils, and you will be beaten in synagogues, and you will stand before governors and kings because of me as a testimony to them. And the good news must first be proclaimed to all nations. When they bring you to trial and hand you over, do not worry beforehand about what you will say, but say whatever is given you at that time, for it is not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit. Brother will betray brother to death, and father his child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death, and you will be hated by all because of my name. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So we had for today in 2 Samuel, this is near the very end of 2 Samuel, and we have the last attributed words of David, which is a psalm. A psalm of peace, really. It's a psalm of of firm commitment, uh, firm reliance that God's covenant, God will be faithful to God's covenant. You also notice that David uses a whole lot of different titles for God. Um, uh, The rock, um, I don't know. I'd have to look back and see all of them. But there's a lot of them. Um, That's the psalm. Um, He uses the Spirit of the Lord. He uses the rock of Israel. He uses... um, the light of the morning, uh, he uses 
all sorts of different things. Anyways, um, and then we have this other sort of side story about when David was back in the caves of Agilom. This would be when he was still on the run from Saul. And he longed for water, and specifically water of from Bethlehem. But Bethlehem was under the control of the Philistines. And so three of his mighty men went, and they got into Bethlehem, and they got water, and they brought it out at great cost to themselves. And they brought it to David, and he would not drink, because he said, to drink this. Um, this was a noble sacrifice, and it'd be like him drinking the blood of those who had shed their blood to go and get it. So he pours it out as this libation. He pours it out as an offering to God. And these three mighty men, they were um, of great renown because of this. Um, yeah. So we're, we're closing up the. Um, the, the chronicle, or not chronicle, but the story of 1 Samuel. I believe we're going to head on to Kings, but I'm not sure. We'll, we'll just have to see what the readings are for continuing on. Then we have in Acts a continuing sort of uh, the, the epic of, of Paul, who has been arrested. He is being held by, right now, Festus, the governor. and. Agrippa comes to to um, to visit him, and he wants to get some idea about what to do about this guy Paul, because Paul has appealed to be judged by the emperor of Rome. We get a sense of a little bit of the sort of common law of Rome, which is very much something that the common law of England and therefore the common law of America was based, that there's jurisprudence, that someone does not get to be tried and um, sentenced unless they have a chance to face their accuser, um, and that if they are sent for a judgment, that there has to be some sort of sentence. And so Festus is caught. He can't tell exactly what the, um, any legitimate things against Paul is he's talked to lots of different people and none and none of the things in his estimation actually have anything to do with just minutia in fact he he says you know they're arguing about some guy named Jesus and all of all of the leaders think that he's dead and Paul thinks he's alive <laughs> in as we know the story it makes sense but imagine if you're on the outside trying to figure out what the like is this the problem that you're just arguing about whether this guy is dead or not? Um, and so he doesn't know what charge to send with Paul to the Caesar, right? What, what do I say is the charge against him? So he's trying to figure that out. And so Paul will have a chance to, to tell his story before Festus, the governor, and also Agrippa, the king. Then we have Jesus uh, speaking about end, end things. Um, the disciples are, are blown away by the great beauty of the temple and how, how grand it is. And Jesus says, this is all going. It's not one stone is going to left, be left on another. 
And yet this is even all of these things, wars and rumors of wars, famines, all of the things, the pestilence, all of the things that we see around us are just birth pangs. They are a foreshadowing of what is yet to come. But there is a purpose, right? Just as there are birth pangs, there is a purpose for those pains. And there is new life that comes from it. So these wars and rumors of wars, these terrible things we see around us are a foreshadowing and a sort of the journey through which new life is coming about. The disciples didn't quite understand this. We don't quite understand this. Um, and yet we proclaim, we, we rest in the hope, just like David did in his last days, that God has made covenant with us, that God will be faithful to all God's promises. And so in that hope, we join together in prayer. Satisfy us with your love in the morning, and we will live this day in joy and praise. God of all mercies, we praise you that you have brought us to this new day, brightening our lives with the dawn of promise and hope in Jesus Christ. Especially we thank you for ministries of discernment and governance. Those who teach and those who learn. The community of faith in your church. Reconciliation in our relationships. All gifts of healing and forgiveness. People of God, for what else do we give thanks? We give thanks for the rain and the sun. We give thanks for birth pangs. The wars and rumors of wars that we see around us. Even as we work to alleviate the suffering of those around us, the firm hope that we have that God is working all things together for good. Merciful God, strengthen us in our prayer that we may lift up the brokenness of this world for your healing and share in the saving love of Jesus Christ. Especially we pray for the church in Europe. Safe, clean, and renewable energy. Those who are lonely or forgotten. those from whom we are estranged. All who glorify you in worship and service. People of God, for what else do we pray? We pray for the family and friends of Joe's daughter-in-law who passed away suddenly. We pray for Donald and Deborah, friends of Bill's. Deborah is in the middle stages of Alzheimer's. 
We pray for Joan and Keith, former co-workers of Bill's. Joan has many health problems, and Keith is her primary caregiver. We pray for Louisa, Linda's granddaughter, who's gotten RSV. For Kathy, a friend, friend of Jen Ann's, who's back in the hospital with a kidney failure. For Deborah, who is healing with, from her hip replacement and a broken rib and also has some hand pain. We pray for Joy, a former play school teacher who is beginning chemo for colon cancer. For all those many who are on our hearts and our minds. Eternal God, you are the source of every gift and the fountain of all blessing. Give us such joy in living and such peace in serving Christ that we may gratefully make use of all your blessings and joyfully seek our risen Lord in everyone we meet. In Jesus Christ we pray, amen. And we continue to pray using the words that Christ taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, so far as it depends on us, let us live peaceably with all. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Thank you so much for joining me today. Join me tomorrow for some more videos. Uh, like this video, share it with someone else. Click on the subscription and the notification button. Go to our website, johncalvinchurch.org, as well as our Facebook page and our Instagram feed, um, just to find out some more information and see what's going on. Like us there, follow us, um, and just contribute in any way that you can. Our liturgy today came from the Book of Common Worship of the Presbyterian Church USA 2018 edition. Our readings came from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible using the daily lectionary readings. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a blessed day. We'll see you next time. Bye.